0: Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you greetings comrades and welcome to the eastern border i am uh, happy to announce that we have started collaborating and working with the channel called uh, basics daily they're a sub channel of business basics a really great youtube channel they interviewed me and uh well they are funding my trip to ukraine least partially. We're gonna go with the German guys and it's a whole lot of a mess and it's crazy, but it's happening, it's fully settled now and we um we got this in order. Which means that I will have to not only tell you stuff and interview people and do podcast episodes, I'll have to obviously get footage and do some work for their channel, as they're well, paying up the bills and I'm just happy to, you know, grow the platform, I suppose. I have no time to grow a YouTube channel, but these guys have one, and it's truly great, and I wish that we work together, and it's amazing, because, you know, I'm bad at marketing stuff and monetizing what I do completely. So, that's a great thing. Second great thing is that we also just recorded an interview with Oz Katerji, a um, a Lebanese-British journalist who's in Kiev right now, and who's a great guy, and... Who helped me out in a lot of lot of ways when I was there for the first time ever? It's going to be great. So lots of lots of positive news. Generally good. I, I'm happy to bring you genuine good news. And talking about that, I want to start this news episode with giving you some actually good news. <clears throat> what can be better than this? Check this out. Ramzan Kadyrov's 20-year-old daughter, Khumat Kadyrova, awarded Order of Chechnya for immense contribution to development of medicine. <laughs> she was presented at the Order of Chechnya a state award instituted in honor of her, uh, her grandfather, Ahmad kadirov And uh, Chechen Minister of Information and Print, Ahmed Dudayev, announced Khadirov as a word on Telegram. According to Dudayev, Khumat Khadirov shows excellent results in anything she's entrusted with. Quote, At such a young age, she has made an immense contribution to the development of medicine in the region. The minister wrote, adding that quote, it's all because she's a patriot of her people and her country. She was appointed to oversee healthcare in Chechnya in March 2023. She's also the deputy sh- ch- chief of her father's administration in the republic. This new award follows a pattern of advancing the younger members of the Kadyrov clan to key positions in the Chechen government. In October 2021, Kadyrov's older daughter, Aishat, then 22 years old, was appointed Chechnya's Minister of Culture. In April 2023, the governor's 26-year-old nephew, Hazmat Kadyrov, became his uncle's special advisor for law enforcement. Not long before, he had been appointed the the Minister of Property and Land Relations in the Republic. And this pattern appears to have been stable for years. In two thousand eighteen, BBC News calculated that thirty um, percent of one hundred and fifty-eight major officials in Chechnya were Kadyrov's relatives. Another twenty-three percent were members of community, and twelve percent were Kadyrov's friends and their family members. This is, um, yeah, sixty-five percent of all the clerks and all the people and anything powerful are related to Ramzan Kadyrov. That I wish, I wish I was, you know getting immense awards when I was 20. Sadly, that's going to happen, but uh, a 22-year-old daughter being the Minister of Culture? Oh. Well, why not? Secondly, Wagner Group is about to recruit former law enforcement officers for military police in occupied Ukraine. Independent Russian publication Verstka reports that Wagner Group posted a job ad on Russia's social networking site Vkontakte, seeking former employees of various Russian law enforcement agencies. Versk didn't provide a link to the Vkontakte page in question, but based on a post on the publication's Telegram channel, the report seems to refer to the page Vakansiya Wagner Wagner Group Openings. The job ad, which was posted today, 22nd of June, seeks to recruit former law enforcement officers quote, who have experience in operations and detentions and who are capable of functioning as command- commanders. The ad notes that the work will be related to the special military operation. Verska journalists uh, reached Wagner recruiters at one of the phone numbers listed in the ad. A man who gave his name as Dennis said that this was the first such opening and that the military cartel planned to form a, quote, commander's regiment. We'll call them the military police, said Dennis. It's not clear what he meant by military police. Russia's defense ministry already has one, and uh, their job is to protect civilian personnel working for the military and to ensure law and order in military ranks. Describing the position, the recruiter said, you'll have to make sure that everyone follows company rules. You'll see that there are no thieves or marauders, no beatings, drunkenness. Also, you'll identify sabotage and reconnaissance groups, and of course, work with them. Interrogations, operational investigations, all kinds of operational work. Denis added that employees of the Commander's Regiment will ensure that the other volunteers and service members with Russia's defense ministry abide by Wagner Group rules. He didn't specify the grounds for compelling other fighters to observe Wagner rules, but said that the group has the authority. You'll work bravely. There will be absolutely no question of that. Are you kidding? Catching a defense ministry soldier is no sin. (laughs) Those critters are multiplying, and they drink like swine, he added. Denis also said that the salary for military police officers, as they call them, will be around <clears throat> 2400,000 rubles. That's around $3,000 per month, with very good bonuses. Officers will not be able to choose which part of Russian-occupied Ukraine they are sent to, but, you know, it is what it is. But like that's that's how much you know. You know I, I I make on on a good month. I mean, it's crazy. And for Russia, it's even more crazy because again, their uh, rocket scientists make about four hundred fifty dollars per month. It's crazy. At the same time, Russian government has stopped reporting federal budget's operative expenditures. This data helped determine budget spending on secret programs. See, Russia's official federal budget website has stopped publishing current data on budget expenditures. The independent news outlet The Bell pointed out the change. In the past, journalists relied on operative expenditures data to determine the amounts of government spending on secret programs. Last May, for example, The Bell calculated that the federal government had spent over 3 trillion rubles, roughly $36 billion, on classified projects, making them the largest category of Russia's government spending. Secret budget spending includes defense, security, law enforcement, corruption, more corruption, graft, and corruption. Since the start of Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine, amounts spent on managing the annexed Ukrainian territories and graft have also been classified. The bell has reached out to the finance ministry for comment, but, and this is funny, they did not reach a reply. Well, I don't know. That's a bit... Weird, anyway. Another interesting news: Russian demand for shawarma or kebab depends on where you're from and how you call it. Has more than doubled over the last year, and this is the funniest part. Experts cite its low price. Russia's food delivery services and grocery stores have recorded a sharp rise in demand for shawarma or kebab. It's the same thing basically, except shawarma is in bread, I think at least. According to the business newspaper Vedomosti. Among other companies, the grocery store chain Perekrostak sold the dish 590,000 times in the first few five months of 2023, which is 2.5 times as many as it sold in the same period last year. The fast food chain Doner42 reported a 265% increase in shawarma sales. Delivery services in stores such as Yandex Food, Ozon Fresh, Asbuk of Kusa, Samakat, and Fushville. As well, as well as the fiscal date operator platform OFD, also recorded upticks in the demand for shawarma. Experts who spoke to Vedomasti said the low price of shawarma, compared to other fast food items such as sushi and pizza, is likely behind the trend. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. I mean, makes sense, but, you know, now that, uh, you know, it's up. Bit of a sad news here. Four major irrigation canals in southern Ukraine are drying up due to Krakowka Dam disaster. Before this invasion, the canals provided irrigation for about 5,800 square kilometers, about 2,240 square miles of farmland, which yielded about 2 million metric tons of rain and oil seeds per year. And they also supported drinking water to the large parts of southern Ukraine. This is important because apparently I have been watching and following how this damn situation unfolds and what's happening there. Apparently we have a lot more dead people there than we thought. A lot of kids and elderly people. I've seen some pictures and it seems to me that, you know, it's those who couldn't escape and those, well, who stayed with them. I always remember there was this uh, book by a Holocaust survivor. It's called... uh, the art of survival i think it's um it's a small one but it's it's in the philo- philosophy textbooks and it's about how a jewish man who had survived a concentration camp a nazi one speaks about how how his experiences morphi- morphed morphed him and and how you know philosophy kind of helped him ad- helped him adapt and it's always the good ones who die first they go insane or something this is why i never called myself a good person if anyone asks it's because well I just wouldn't be able to be as good as some of those dead, and then you have the survival's guilt, survivor's guilt, and it's a very real thing. And now, well, it's sadly much worse than we thought. At the same time, I have to be angry at the EU. Bloomberg reports that... Um, EU can't find legal means to confiscate frozen Russian assets. A European Union working group that has been studying how the EU can use frozen assets from Russia's central bank in Ukraine says they are no legal means to simply confiscate the funds, Bloomberg reports, citing a document that they have obtained. The working group sees, quote, no credible legal avenue allowing for the confiscation of frozen or immobilized assets on the sole basis of these assets being under EU restrictive measures. The group is studying two other options for using Russian assets totaling more than 200 billion euros, which is 219 billion dollars, and sending them to Ukraine. The first, investing Russian assets and directing the proceeds to Ukraine, carries significant legal risk, the group says. The second option, called the windfall contribution, would would, would require firms with large Russian holdings that are generating profits to transfer a share of those profits to the EU. This would reduce the EU's legal exposure since it it would not be managing the funds directly. Though Russian assets held by European banks and firms are frozen, they continue to generate profits, making nearly 750 million euros in the first quarter of this year. And I have a question right there. Why can they make profit? What is this? These assets are not some private property of a a human being. They are abstract assets of the Russian Federation who'd be stolen otherwise. It's not like they'd be going to the people. They are here because, uh, well, Elvira Nabuyulina and other Russian economists and banking experts basically drove them out of their own country to ensure that uh, they do not remain in Russian budget. They were there to be stolen anyways. And it's not... Any businessman's, any legit, honest businessman's money. This is the money that has been stolen from the Russian people and then you know adapted and, and morphed into a criminal money. It it was it is there to be stolen. And I'm sorry, yes, we have to take the moral high ground, we have to have some principles, of course, yes. But I'm pretty sure your lawyers can come up with a damning way how to settle this issue. Of course, the oligarchs have funded some good lawyers and the EU is always obsessed with bureaucracy as always, but this is just insane. It's disgusting to me. I mean, just take the money and send it to Ukraine. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna have to do it anyways. Call it uh, future reparations. And then, you know, after Russia loses the war and the reparations are made, you just, you know, calculate and figure out how much money, you know, you've taken from them and then count that off from the total amount. How about that? I know it's a legal nightmare because, you know, we we no longer live in this nice, polite, structured world. We can't do this anymore. But we have to find a solution. And at any rate... Final news for tonight is uh, painful for me because I'm an ecologically minded person. I like the green stuff. I mean, Latvia is 59% forest after all. And uh, I like everything that's green, tech, green energy, all this stuff because I like my Latvia being natural as is. I, I like the animals out and I like my clean air and everything because I've seen what pollution does. And the thing is, Russia has banned World Wildlife Fund accusing the environmental group of undermining Arctic development. Russia's prosecutor general has outlawed the local operations of World Wildlife Fund, designating the group as undesirable organization on the grounds that it poses a threat to Russia's national security. Quote, Under the pretext of preserving the environment, World Wildlife Fund carries out activities aimed at preventing the implementation of the country's policies for the industrial development of the Arctic and natural resources in Russia's subarctic regions and developing and legitimizing restrictions that could serve as the basis for shifting the Northern Sea Route into the United States' exclusive economic zone. Russian officials also accuse World Wildlife Fund, and they're the guys, like, they're not PETA. These are not the guys that go and protest every nonsense thing. These are the guys who look for endangered species. Like, again, this is not PETA who makes stupid protests, sometimes less stupid, but, you know, these are not the, those guys. These guys are ones who went to Russia and helped them with their technogenic catastrophes when they polluted kilometers of their own Pacific coastline where people got burned. These are the kind of guys who, you know, take care of poachers and who try to preserve our ecological balance out there this is the big scale thing and i'm sorry but we live on this planet and these guys are doing a great job i mean if it wasn't if it wouldn't be for people like them i mean we would we'd have so much less ecological variety we we'd we'd be we'd be living in a worse world cuz no one cares companies don't care about you know endangered species or animals but uh you know Humans are capable of understanding what's happening with them, but when animals suffer, that drives me insane. And this is a the situation. These guys, the Russian officials, accuse them of creating a network of puppet nonprofits designed to collect data about the environmental situation across the country in order to publish biased assessments intended intended to deny Russian energy companies their supposedly rightful green status and shackle future economic development. The Prosecutor General also had accused World Wildlife Fund for providing material and methodological support to multiple designated foreign agents, including Friends of the Baltic and Sakhalin Environmental Watch. Citing misdemeanor charges against members of these groups for participating in unsanctioned mass protests, the authorities argued that World Wildlife Fund thereby meddled in Russia's domestic affairs. Yeah, you know, Russian companies, they just do not care about... uh, Anything. They'd like to make a mess out of the Baltic states completely. It's just so weird and messed up. But that's it for today. I also like to mention that uh, I was on the Written Word podcast. Give it a listen. And it's uh, on my Twitter page. Please follow me on Twitter. I'm really trying to get the following back. And I can't monetize at all. Secondly, if you can, please consider becoming a patron of my show going to patreon.com slash Border and becoming a patron. We charge for, I think, five episodes per month, not, not more. And uh, if you can, please, at this point, because of all the weird expenses and everything before the Ukraine trip, if you could go to my homepage, theeasternborder.lv, where you can listen to all the episodes ad-free, and if you could click the donate button there, I would be eternally grateful to you. I will return, I think, on the 26th with Oz Katerji, because it's... Um, it's our national super holiday tomorrow, well, night from tomorrow, today day after that, which is dedicated to beer, um, cheese, and lots of fertility rites, if you know what I mean. That's a big pagan fest. It's kind of like uh, this stuff that we do here. I, Estonians do that as well. I'm not sure about Lithuanians, but it's the big thing. It's kind of like Thanksgiving, but very pagan, involves bonfires, and, you know, <laughs> kind of like the midsummer movie, but not exactly. You know, we we don't kill people and we're not as creepy. But yeah, please consider supporting the show. Thank you for listening. Do check out the Basics Daily Channel, they will be helping me out and I will try to help them out. I mean they do the marketing stuff and I'll provide content and I hope it'll be good content. And see you soon. And as always remember, happiness is mandatory. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.